Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, Founding Managing Director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices Podcast. Today's guest host is Jay Manuel. Jay Manuel is a full-time music producer, content creator, and actor. He has worked with companies such as Coca-Cola and Snapchat, and his beats have been used by thousands of recording artists worldwide. Jay offers beats for sale, custom beats for artists and companies, content creation for social media campaigns, and much more. When it comes to working with his clients, Jay is very hands-on, and his hands-on approach sets him apart from others in the field. Jay's joy comes from seeing others succeed and being part of their journey. What is going on, y'all? I am back again. It is Jay, and I am your guest host today for the Able Voices podcast, and I have a very special guest. I'm so excited to introduce who we have today. Give a warm welcome for everybody and let us know who you are. What's up, guys? I am Ditch the Ego. I am an artist, producer, engineer, entrepreneur, all of the above creative. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I've been making music for over 15 years now. And a big part of my brand, I appreciate you, Jay, for having me on. A big part of my brand is dealing with Uh, some disabilities. So I'm glad to be here today to talk about my journey as an artist dealing with disabilities and uh, finding my own rhythm uh, to be able to live my dream regardless. I love that. First of all, you have so much going on. And I love that you mentioned you're from Los Angeles because I just went to Coachella. Now, I know Coachella is not in Los Angeles. However, that was my first time going to California. Very sunny over there. Super hot. Okay. However, I really enjoyed it. So <laughs> I just want to say that. And I, I got used to the time zone, the, the three hours behind for where I'm at, uh, EST time. Anyway. Is that West also, Coast vibes? Yeah, West Coast vibes. I was on my West Coast vibes. I had the outfits together. But this is not about me. So you talk about how your brand really focuses about the various disabilities that you have. And I know you talk about mental health. And that's something that I've just always been so uh just i've I've always always i've always admired about what you've done with your artistry and things like that so i want to go into when you speak on disabilities what disabilities do you have that you know are impacting your daily life well uh to make a long story as short as possible <laughs> i uh i'm a first off i'm adopted and uh my birth mother used drugs in utero while she was pre- while I was in utero as a baby while she was pregnant. So I, uh, I, from the get go, I was born with a lot of just weird things going on. Like my ears as a kid would get red hot and burn like they were on fire. I'd have to sit with ice packs on them and just like weird stuff like that would happen, you know? And by the time I was in middle school, I really couldn't function. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety, severe depression, uh, disorders, And uh, it was very difficult for me to just even get up and go to school on a consistent basis as even a middle schooler as a kid. So from from as long as I can remember, to be honest, I was in therapy. I was in and out of outpatient treatment. Um, So growing up as a kid, it was very difficult for me to just 
be a kid, to be honest. And nowadays, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, I, I'm, I'm anxious. I deal with anxiety. I deal with depression. I, you know, but it's, it, you know, I'm talking about clinical anxiety. I'm talking about clinical depression. I'm talking about a, a very different world um, that I know Jay clearly understands what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so, you know, w- when I was a middle schooler, I was diagnosed with all these things. And then I, ha- I was diagnosed with seizures. Um, so a lot of brain issues were, go- were going on with just miswiring, essentially. And mm-hmm. uh, so, and I grew up in, in Hollywood. I have uh, two very hyper successful parents. They're very dedicated to their careers. They're both, uh, my mom's a creative and my dad is in the creative business. So I kind of grew up in the creative environment. Mm-hmm. But they don't, they're my adoptive parents. They don't really have any uh, disabilities. They're very blessed. They're very gifted and lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very hard for them to really know what to do. So I spent a lot of time growing mm-hmm. up, going from like doctor to doctor to doctor and things like that. And then I spent most of my high school years in residential treatment. And that was a pretty life-changing experience for me because um, the particular place I went to wasn't really a, like an institution per se. It was like a, a brotherhood almost. We lived on this ranch and it was only 20 of us boys. And it was like, we worked, it was like a work study for more so than like an institution type thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that really taught me how to, how to live and how to be a, a, a functioning person. And I got on the right medications and stuff like that. Mm. And then I went to college and I kind of, when I was in college, uh, as I was, be- you know, I was just becoming 20 years old and I, I had a spiritual awakening and that really changed my life. And I started really, you know, understanding my own disabilities because up until that mm. point, I didn't really understand I had disabilities. I was completely unaware of this, right? I didn't understand that I had these mental obstacles, as I would call them, uh, mm-hmm. holding me back. And so I would, you know, get frustrated in myself because I would, I would, you know, try. So I'm not a quitter. I always get back up. And so I'd get back up and I'd keep going and then I'd, I'd slip and and I'd slip and then I'd get very, I'd be very hard on myself. And so once I had my spiritual awakening, things became very clear to me and I was able to start seeing some of the right doctors and really started getting myself some help. And that, that was about three, three or four, three years ago or so, almost four years ago. And Mm -hmm. since then my life has completely changed and my music has since then become dedicated to helping people heal through the music and mm. helping people, you know, f- talking to people's souls and feeling like, you know, hoping to be an inspiration and showing people that there is a way out. There is a, there is another, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is another side and you just have to be patient with yourself and you have to keep on keeping on. And so uh, as far as disabilities go, like I said, and, and growing up, I, I also went through a lot of really traumatic experiences that then I was diagnosed with some very severe PTSD uh, disorders and symptoms. And so, you know, that that's also been very tough to deal with. But, you know, my whole musical brand is about showing people you can live your dreams no matter what obstacles you have to face. And, and you just have to figure out what works for you and then be dedicated to that and keep pushing forward. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, there's so much to unpack there. Because one thing I love that you mentioned is, because I've talked about this as well, as how, you know, people will be like, oh, I'm, I'm sad, so I'm depressed. And like, as you mentioned, you know, you being diagnosed with clinical depression, clinical, you know, anxiety. Uh, I also uh, am diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And so there's a difference between like being sad and, <laughs> you know, depression. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, like, so that that is a good yeah. point that you brought up uh, just on how that affects you. Because 
especially when it comes to anxiety. Like, that's every day. I, I love when people are like, oh, you know, don't don't be anxious about this. As if I haven't already, you know, tried that one out. Like, oh, let me try <laughs> not to be anxious today and see how that works out for me. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying. Yeah, it's not. That's not how. That's not. It's not like flipping a switch. You know. It's, yeah. It's. It's, it, it's not. And a lot of people. You know. Think honestly. A lot of people are blessed to be able to to be able to do that. Like my dad. He's able to flip that switch. And so to him, oh, it is wow, like, yeah. well, why aren't you? You know, it's okay. Just be happy. Like things are going good. Like what happened? Like, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, and I'm like, well, like today is just one of those days. I guess I don't know. The chemicals in my brain are just not feeling it or whatever. You know, and. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, like the thing is, is a lot of people too, you don't want to have these like obstacles. It's not something to be like, like, you know, wearing like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I'm happy to be depressed. Like, no, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 a, it's like, it's like not something like if I, I didn't have to deal with that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but it, you know, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. And I yeah. want to say something really important on that too, before we move on that, yeah. um, you, what you made me think of was that dude, you know. It, it, it's, I learned a long time ago that feelings are like from a very wise man who was like a father figure to me, feelings mm. are like a check engine light on the car. So mm. if, if a check engine light goes on, what do you do? You look at the check engine light and you're like, okay, well, there's something wrong with my car. I got to bring it in and figure it out. Let's take care of the solution. The check engine light is communicating to you something about your car. If you just like, don't look, if you just like put tape over the check engine light and you're like, ah, oh, whatever, like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. Like then what's going to happen is, is your car is going to break down. And so feelings are the same way. They're this, this feelings are like a check engine light in your car. You have to utilize feelings as a communication. That's they're telling you something about your life. And so, you know, I've learned as, as tough as my anxiety and my depression and stuff deal with uh, are. And, you know, sometimes there are just those days where it just is that way for no real reason. But yeah. a lot of times I have to, I try to think about, OK, what is this telling me about my life? Because we yeah. live in a, a culture of like, oh, just don't be anxious. Don't be angry. Don't be this. Don't be, it's like, no, nah, yeah. like cha- channel those feelings, figure out what to do with that stuff. And then you can help yourself succeed and get where you want to go. So I just thought that was important. No, that you know, I love that you brought up that point because that is so true. I do a lot of check ins with myself <laughs> and trying to navigate like what are my triggers and what, what's yes. going on. You know, with everything. That's because I self talk. Self talk. I yes. go to therapy. I've been going to therapy for about three years now, and that's something that we've been working it's on. So it's it's definitely great to you know hear you talk about it, and then even hear you talk about it from like a, a male perspective too, because as you know, yes. like mental health and all those things, like uh, a lot of society and stuff, like men don't we don't really. I feel like it's not even like we don't talk about it. I just feel like we may not have the grace to talk about it, right? Like a lot of it, a lot of it is like, oh, we'll just like kind of get over it and push through. And so instead of acknowledging those feelings that we have, and then you end up being really angry because you're not yeah. acknowledging all these things that you're going through. Exactly. So I think it's great for you and you know other people like us to talk about these things, especially in you know the male community. Uh, because it's important and something that's just not discussed. So, yeah. oh, did you uh, know on that? Yeah, well, I was just going to say on that topic too, like, dude, I agree 1000%. And, yeah. you know, we live in a society now where I think men are very, are expected to, you know, always push through the, you know, the, the men, men are not really, ex- quote unquote, supposed to express their emotions. Yeah. And 
Uh, honestly, a lot of a lot of men haven't been taught how to, how express, to their express their emotions. Their emotions. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. you know, and because it's not even like you know, a lot of parents teach their kid their their male kids. Oh no, like just rub some dirt on it, you'll be okay. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, you know <laughs> six places, and it's like just just put some bandages. It's like you, I gotta go it's, to the it's hospital. Fu- <laughs> it's, it's funny you. It's funny you say that. I, I actually tore, I used to play really competitive basketball. I tore three ligaments in my right ankle, and it was like. Oh, you'll be all right. It's just sprained ankle. It's all good. Like that's not what my my parents said, but the team was like, "Yeah, like you'll be good." And so then I was just believed them, and I'm really good at pushing through. And so for the next five years, I walked around with three torn ligaments in my ankle, and yeah. it was like, it was like, no, like you can't do that, you know. So I, I just, you know, I, yeah, I I love that you brought that up because that is really really important to me as well as as an artist and with my brand is that yeah, uh, helping men understand that you know there is. There are a lot of men out there that are dealing with the things you're dealing with in silence. And, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to not, to, to admit to yourself, you can't do it all on your own because nobody can. And, you know, that, that's just very important. So, yeah. No, that, that's a really great point. And I want to actually move into, you talked about that you went to college. So did you have any like background when it comes to like music production or learning you know, about recording or anything like that? Or did you do something completely different in regards to your education? Yeah, so it completely different. So I, I started making music when I was like nine or 10 years old type type of vibes. So I really just got on the piano. I have perfect pitch. So I got on the piano and I just started putting sounds, sounds together essentially at like six years old. And so by the time I was like nine or 10, I had just taught myself a lot how to use GarageBand and simple stuff on YouTube. And uh, by 10 years old, I had my first self-produced, uh, mixed, you know, uh, mastered, recorded everything project on SoundCloud at, in seventh grade. <laughs> and <laughs> then it was just uphill from there. And, you know, it's funny that you asked that, though, because I had a really interesting journey with my, my, my music relationship. My relationship with my music is, you know, so when I was about 13 or 14, that's when I went to residential treatment. And so in residential treatment, I wasn't making music. You know, I was focused on therapy. And so... That was a couple of years too. Like I was, I didn't leave residential treatment until I was almost 19 years old. And so it wasn't until like, I had almost like a four or five year break almost of, of time where I didn't make music or anything like that. And so by the time I, I went to college just to get my generals done, because I thought that was very smart, just in case, you know, in case I do want to go back at any point. But my main, my main goal was always the entrepreneurship side and, and with my music. And so when I went to college, I learned, I kept learning how to, I just kept learning, teaching myself off of YouTube. And like my dad is a manager, he's an agent and executive in the industry. And so that's also, that's literally what he did for a living is help manage artists. And so, you know, I go to him for advance, uh, advance. I go to him for advice a lot and he's been able to help me a lot. But as far as the making music process, he doesn't know anything about that. And so, yeah, I've taught myself everything I know. I've never had any kind of quote unquote official training other than like band class in middle school and stuff like that. But like, you know, as far as engineering and production, it's just all been off of passion and desire to, to make the greatest music as I can. That's awesome. And, you know, I've been hearing that from a lot of artists just in general that I've talked to, you know, and even even for myself. I mean, I went to college, but I, I'm an entrepreneurship major. So, you know, and that was like a last minute switch because I was started as a marketing major. But once they introduced the entrepreneurship major, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing this entrepreneurship thing. That makes way more sense. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Actually. I didn't either. Yeah, it was a new thing. Wow. 
That's, that's crazy cool. Yeah, I'd also participated in the uh, music wow. business program that we had. I didn't finish it because it was going to make me graduate like much later, but I did most of the classes and got to network. Anyway, it's just interesting because with music, a lot of it is an experience thing. Like you just have to go do it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like you can learn yeah. formal things and it's not to say that it's not good to educate yourself on the formalities and like specific things that you need to know especially for certain concepts, like maybe engineering and things like that. I feel like engineering is very technical. Uh, so you might want to, you know, brush up on some things to learn about that. In general, though, I found that just going through the experience of networking and just kind of working with other people has taught me a lot. And YouTube University is always nice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I agree. And, you know, also, I think that now to, in today's day and age, we've made the making the music making process a bit too complicated and we overthink it because we have yeah. so many like so many plugins and so much technology and so much cool stuff that we can like do that I think sometimes people overthink it too and 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 it's important to remember that you know making in my opinion making music is really just about and it's making it an extension of yourself and it doesn't have to be very complicated a lot of times your favorite your most favorite like i always use blinding lights as a very good example because it's recent you know and everybody's on their minds and things like that that song is a very simple song the structure of that song is beyond simple it's like he probably made that song in a couple of days like that thing is so so simply structured and it's just that he's so good the weekend is so good at weaving melodies together simple melodies together that with his vocals as well, by the way, that he do, it, it, that's all it needs. It doesn't need like it doesn't need like a ton more stuff. And so, yeah, I think it's very important for creatives to remember that it's great to know all these skills. But back in the day, they didn't have any of this. You had eight tracks, you have four tracks. You know what I mean? Like you had two tracks. You just so you know it's it's important to remember just make get creative with it, make sound, make music off of simple sounds, and and don't uh you know sometimes simple is better, less is more. No, I agree. And so speaking of music and experiences, you've got some music for us today that we're going to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So this song is called Great Things Always Come, and it features two of my close artist friends. One of them lives in the UK, actually. His name is Nathan. So, so shout out to Nathan. He's on Instagram, Cloud Sampling, at Cloud Sampling. Also featuring uh, a friend of mine named Mannequin, who's out of New York City. And uh, you can go find him uh, on Instagram at Mannequin Music. And then the beat is produced by our all of our mutual friend. His name is Rich, but he goes by Miles Above. And you can find him, uh, Miles Above Productions, I believe is his Instagram handle. And uh, this is a very special song because at the time, Miles Above and I, this was one of our first songs we made together. And he went to high school with Mannequin. So that's how he introduced me to Mannequin and was like, hey, I think you would be good for this song. So that's how we got Mannequin on the song. And then he also networked me with Nathan. He knew Nathan through Instagram as well. And he also thought he'd be good for that song. So I was like, great, this is perfect. And that song really just turned to, into a magical song. It, it not only turned into a song, it turned into a mantra for myself. It's uh, great things always come, something that I always tell myself, when I, especially when I'm down and I'm struggling. And it created some deep friendships. They're, they're, those are my closest friends in the in the music industry uh, at this point, as far as uh, especially as far as networking with people who don't live in my city. And it also really became a, a brand slogan for me for my DTE brand. And so you know that became almost like my very short mission statement. And it says like great things always come. 
So, you know, there's a animated music video of it on YouTube. You can find it uh, at Ditch the Ego. And it's the song is on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, YouTube title everywhere. And uh, it's a very special song to, to me and all my friends. And I'm grateful to be able to play it. Thank you so much for sharing this song with us. And I love the name. You know, great things will always come. So I gets me excited. Okay. Thank you so <laughs> much for <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. I want to lead into the fact that do you have some current music? I mean, you're super active right now and you have been. Is there anything currently that you're working on or that we should be aware of that's coming out soon? Yeah. Well, I'm dropping music every week. Thank you to Russ. Shout out to Russ. Uh, anybody out there who is listening right now, if you haven't heard of Russ, or if you have and you haven't studied Russ, go study him, find his YouTube interviews. This dude is giving out f- complete free game. He's telling you how to do it without a label as an independent artist. It's it's he's he's literally laying it out for you. And so that's what Russ did. For anybody who doesn't know, he dropped a song a week for about two years, and then finally one of the songs really caught. And then what I call the domino effect occurred, and all the other songs that he'd been releasing caught as well. And so that is how Russ really, really made it to the next level for himself into the mainstream. And so I'm, I'm dropping a song every single week. And this week we got, I have, I have two really big projects in the works right now. I'm going to be launching my own podcast, actually, that's going to be very mental health based, just talking about, honestly, whatever I want, but a lot of it will be drawing from my own experiences and telling people what I'm dealing with and how I'm going through things and how they can, you know, go through, uh, deal with things. And, you know, sending people to some of the people that I love to watch there, you know, like Jordan Peterson and Andrew Huberman and Lex Friedman. These are all great, great YouTube channels, uh, podcasts, podcasters that talk about, you know, a variety of things from mental health to, you know, physical well-being to, you know, sports to whatever politics, whatever it is. So um, I'm going to be starting my own podcast and I'm also working on my debut studio album as well. So that's going to be coming out later this summer. And I'm super, super, super excited. Uh, to be able to show everybody what's what I've been working on for the past few years. It's it's a great time. That's so exciting. And speaking of having a great time, what kind of advice would you give to a young artist, up-and-coming artist, producer, creative, with a disability specifically? What advice would you give to them? My advice to them would be that Rome wasn't built overnight. It's going to take some time, right? So everybody's journey is different. The journey is the destination. Just understand that if you're a creative or you're any kind of entrepreneur, anybody to be really, to be really honest, is if you're following your passion and you're engaging in your dream, that is a win in and of itself because you're showing up for yourself every single day. And it doesn't matter how small of an increment of you know, progress you're making. You know, one of my favorite analogies that I learned again from this, this wise father figure of mine is that change and growth are like a tree. If you think about it, you look at a tree, 
you're never going to watch the tree grow. You can't sit there and watch a tree grow. It's just not going to happen. And, but the tree's growing. And also, you're not going to like ungrow a tree. Like once a tree gets to a certain height, you're not going to bring it back down. Like you're not going to reverse the growth. And so something I love that from that is that, you know, change in growth is like a tree. Sometimes you're not going to see it. Sometimes you're not going to feel it. It's going to be slow, very slow. But just know you can't go backwards. Like you can't erase the work that you've done, even if you make one little mistake, because everybody's human and makes mistakes. And you have to be patient with yourself because if you have disabilities, whether they're mental, they're physical, regardless of what they are, you are going, it is going to take you more time than a lot of other people to do basic things and to learn certain basic things as well. And so just remember that as long as you're showing up for yourself, it doesn't, and the art or whatever you're doing is great to you and you feel like you're engaging in, your, in, in becoming your true self, that, that to me is the win because honestly, that can't ever change. It doesn't matter if you, if you have all the success in the world, regardless of what you're doing. You don't want to lose that, that passion for doing what you love, regardless of even if it is something that you become very successful at. So I always encourage anybody that it's just, just do it. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't worry about whatever. Just worry about the fact that you're showing up for yourself and doing what you love. Wow, that is some great advice. Shoot, I got to I gotta take that because that is definitely something I had to get past. It's like how long I felt like it was taking me, you know, but also recognizing that I do have disabilities, <laughs> right? So like I had to remember that my journey is going to look different than a lot of other people around me and giving myself more grace and uh, just, yes. you know. Grace uh, is important. Grace yeah. is important. And like, celebrating like those wins, celebrating, you know, celebrating the wins, no matter how big, small, you know, in between and things like that. So that is some really great advice and something I've definitely had to work on even now. So I appreciate you being on this podcast and doing this interview with me. It was super fun. You know, this won't be the last time that we, you know, have a talk like this. However, I just want to say for anyone that's listening to this, like, I really hope y'all soak in everything that he said, because he really dropped some gems. And I'm just so grateful to be able to have this conversation with you. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day today to have this talk with me. Well, I'm grateful to you, Jay. Uh, you're an inspiration to myself. And uh, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, guys, listen, I know this guy. Like, he didn't let, he didn't let nothing stop him. Like, he's this, he went to Coachella the other weekend. They brought him there. So it's like, you know, you're an inspiration to me. I feel very blessed to be able to be on this podcast with you and uh, to be able to give away a lot of that game because, you know, I don't want to take credit for it. It's Russ, you know, and, and it's all the, the wise men that I learned from in my life and had the blessing to be around. And, uh, you know, it is, you know, for me, the, the music and what we do is deeper than just make, you know, you producing beats and me making a song because we're good at that. We know that. Like it, 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 what it's about is like, what are we doing with that? Like, you know, this podcast that you invited me on, like, this is something meaningful. This is something that, you know, people can really take something from and uh, heal with. So uh, I appreciate everyone who's listening as well. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, I love you guys all, and uh, you guys can follow me on sta uh, Instagram, social medias, everywhere at Ditch the Ego is my handle on basically everything, and you can see my website at DitchTheEgo.com if you can't find anything. Everything's there, um, so please do support. 
Uh, I love you all. Stay strong. Great things always come. Awesome. And could you actually spell out your name to ditch the ego? Can you spell that out just in case for, you know, people that are listening? Yeah, it's at D-I-T-C-H-T-H-E-E-G-O. Ditch the ego. Sir. Well, y'all, it has been a great pleasure to be able to be a guest host for this podcast. Thank you all for sticking with me on these episodes that I've done. I hope y'all have enjoyed them as I have. And if you'd like to keep up with me, you can at Mini Producer. That's M-I-N-I-P-R-O-D-U-C-E-R. And also my website is miniproducer.com, M-I-N-I-P-R-O-D-U-C-E-R dot C-O-M. I just appreciate everybody who is not only supporting me being this guest host on these episodes, but also the podcast in general, the Able Voices podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me do this and to all the guest hosts that y'all have on here. It's truly appreciated. Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the founding managing director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, Find us online at berkeley.edu slash B-I-A-A-E or email us at B-I-A-A-E at berkeley, that's L-E-E dot E-D-U.